John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So, I want to talk to you today about the Word. Uh, here in this Scripture we just read, we, we see how John equates the written Word of God with the man Jesus. He tells us that, you know... In my opinion, you can't actually find this written in the Bible somewhere, but what I see as kind of a trend as far as trying to explain the Trinity, you have God the Father that resides in heaven, you have the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God that, that works as a spiritual entity, and then you have the physical manifestation of God, which is Jesus. You see uh, instances throughout the Bible. You see all these different things that point to any physical manifestation of God. And by physical, I mean by person, something you can touch, those kind of things, is, is being Jesus. So you, you see John talking about Jesus as the Word of God. So I think of that as action, right? I think of that as... God saying something and then it happening. That's His Word. And the reason why I want to talk to you about His Word today is there's been a number of times over the past couple weeks, and last night included as I was praying, that I've encountered resistance in my prayer. And y'all ever have a time when you're praying and you feel like just nothing's happening? Like there's just... There's just this wall around you. Well, I want you to be encouraged to know that those walls can be broken down. I want you to know that every time that's happened with me and I feel like prayer is not not you know the prayer is not being effective, I feel like God's not hearing me. I realize that it's because of the enemy. The enemy is trying to discourage me somehow to keep me from receiving the benefit of that prayer. He's trying to get me to stop before I break through to the other side. And you know how I break through to the other side? The Word of God. There is no finer weapon. There is no greater tool than the Word of God. And as I begin to quote Scripture, and I want you all to understand something, the Word of God that you quote does not have to apply to that specific instance. The Word tells us that if you submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, he will flee. And you resist him by the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. There's no other weapon that's necessary. So you begin to quote Scriptures. And y'all, I'm, I'm telling you this today for a reason because it is very necessary. It is vital to your existence as a Christian that you plant the Word of God in your heart so that when the time comes, you can recall it. You can bring it out as a weapon. 
that weapon, there's no weapon formed against me that will prosper, right? See, you remember those little nuggets of truth. And when the time comes, you can pull that out and you can begin to tear down the walls of the enemy. That word, you begin to quote it. And you know what happens? The devil leaves. He doesn't want any part of it. He doesn't want to be around it. You know, you see when Jesus was under His temptation in the wilderness, that the devil would come to Him. And He would try to tempt Him to do something. And He even tried to take the Word of God and kind of twist it and use it against Jesus. But what happened? Jesus would use the Word correctly against Him and what would happen? He would leave. He'd come back, but He'd leave. So see, there's these these periods of time that you can get separation from the enemy, right? You get Him to leave. And now I've got time. I can break through and talk to my Master because He's not here anymore. The Word of God is vital to your existence as a Christian. You want to grow in God, you've got to know His Word. That's how you get to know Him. You can't get to know God just by praying. You hear what I'm saying? You can't get to know God just by talking to Him. You've got to let Him talk to you. You think about that for a minute. Let's say you meet a new person. A lot of us have gotten to know people by talking to them on the phone, right? Do you ever get to know that person when you're the only one doing the talking? No. They get to know you. You don't know anything else about them, right? At some point, you've got to hush your mouth and allow them to speak. You may ask them a question, but you've got to wait for them to answer. Right? Well, I'm here to tell you today that the Word of God, the Bible, is how God speaks to you. It's His Word. Guess what? He's already said it. He doesn't have to say it again. It's His Word. There it is. Laying out for you. A lot of people today don't see the importance in really studying this Bible. You know how I know that? It's real easy to see. See, if it was real important, Bible studies at churches would be overflowing. If it was really important, you'd see people walking around all the time with it in their hand. I don't do that. Should I? I ought to have it with me. You know? I ought to be able to reach and grab it when it was necessary. But the Word of God has somehow become less important to this generation. But this is our only weapon. This is our only method by which we can attack the enemy. You can try other ways. They don't do any good. You ever tried to resist the devil on your own? By sheer willpower, I'm gonna do it right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna submit to that temptation. I'm not gonna do it. I know I can do it. And what happens? You fall flat on your face. 
You may last a little while. But see, what happens when that temptation comes and you don't use the Word of God? Guess what? He stays right there. You see that scripture I quoted you first that said, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee. If you leave out that first part, the second part doesn't work. You have to submit yourself to God before you resist the devil. Trying to resist him on your own is futile. Pointless. Because my strength is not sufficient. Man, what is wrong with y'all today? Do y'all hear what I'm telling you today? The Word of God is the bread of life. You want to have new life in your, in your spirit? You've got to get in the Word. You want to be rejuvenated in your walk with Christ? You've got to get in the Word. That is where you receive your encouragement, your strength, your vitality. It comes from His Word. When I'm down in the dumps, when I'm feeling oppressed by the enemy, when I'm being attacked, that is the only thing that gives me comfort. That is the only thing that gives me a a reason or a hope to resist the enemy is knowing the promises of God. When He says in Isaiah 41 and 10, Fear not, for I am with thee. What else do you need to know? When He says in Psalms 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I can't encourage myself like that. Oh, but that Word, (laughs) that Word will encourage me. You know what the Word does? It tells me who God is. It tells me what God is capable of. It tells me about what He wants for me. Nothing else does. You look in Genesis chapter 1, the very beginning. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Look at verse 3. It says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. You see, God spoke. His Word came forth. It was His action. It was Him moving and taking action in that situation. Him speaking. And all of a sudden, things begin to happen. That's why there's power when we read His Word. That's why there's power when we use the Word of God to resist the enemy. Because that is God's action. I was telling Chris the other day in Bible study, we were kind of talking about, you know, having God speak to you. How do you know when it's God that's speaking to you? And I said, Chris, I don't know that this is how He does it every time. But most of the time when I feel like God has spoke to me, it's been through His Word. So that's why it's necessary to know His Word. So that when you hear one of those voices telling you, 
do this, do that. And you don't know the Word. How do you know it's God? How do you know that the principle of what is being told to you is not contrary to His principles? See, God may not speak to you word for word out of the King James, but I guarantee you if it is God, it will not contradict what He's already said. So what does that do? When I know what His Word says, and I hear one of those voices, and it is in line with His Word, you know what it does? It encourages me. Oh, God's talking to me. Right? That stuff don't just come out of nowhere. I can't make that kind of stuff up, man. God is talking to my spirit. He confirms it through His Word that everything Jesus did on this earth, when He came, there was, there was tons of prophecy about His coming, about His life, about what He would do, and He met it in every detail. You know why? Because that was Him. You see, when, when the Word of God, the written Word of God, talks about itself... It's real easy to keep everything straight, ain't it? It's not like telling a lie. Y'all ever told a lie? And then when you have to answer for it, trying to keep all those details straight? Huh? Yeah. Is it possible? Yeah. It's difficult. Especially when there's more than one person involved. Right? Now, you, you extrapolate that over thousands of years and over how many, I don't even know how many people, right? You, you take the Word of God, the written Word of God, and spread that out amongst all these different people and how these people talked about somebody that was to come thousands of years later and then to see those things be fulfilled in perfect detail. You can't tell me the Word of God is a lie. It can't be done. You can't, you know, the the odds of somebody even getting two of those details right is just ridiculous. But Jesus came as the Word. He came to fulfill what had already been spoken of Him. That was His purpose in coming. His purpose was to live the life that He had already said He was going to live. You see, that's the wonderful thing about being God. When you tell somebody about what you're going to do, you can just do it because you're God. No matter how outlandish. Yeah, right. You're going to die and then raise again in three days. Okay. See, God can make statements like that though because He's God. We have such a wonderful friend. We have such a wonderful Father. We have such a wonderful weapon in the Word. And they just all gel together as one. He comes and He ministers to our spirit by His Spirit. He rules in heaven from the throne as the Father. He came to this earth as a man and died for our sins. But He's still just God. Right? He's one God. But He's shown Himself to us in many different ways. 
I want you to understand what I'm telling you today. I'm not trying to beat you about the head and tell you you should spend every waking minute reading this Word. But you know what? If you did, it wouldn't hurt you. There is nothing in this Bible that you're going to come across that's going to harm you in any way. There's nothing in there that can that can further drive you into damnation. All it's going to do is bring about knowledge of the goodness and greatness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. What it's going to do is reinforce principles that you may learn here in church. That's what it should do. Children, it should reinforce things you learn in Sunday school. And if you encounter things in the Word that you're not sure about that seem to contradict your teacher or your preacher, you know what? You should ask them. We are human. We are uh, uh, able to make mistakes. But that's why you should be in the Word. Because you can't rely on me to get everything 100% right. You can't rely on me to tell you everything you need to know. I've got one opportunity a week for a lot of you to share the Word with you. One. Even though we have three services. Okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm poking at you a little. Okay. A lot of you have got one time a week. And that's it. Is that really enough? Is that enough to tell you everything you need to know to be victorious in this life? Not even scratching the surface, man. Because most of you come in here just like, just like I do a lot of times. Come in here Sunday morning just wore out and beat down. And you get a little bit... Oh, you get just a little bit and then you're not able to go any further. All that's going to do is get you by till the next week. But you know what? If you're spending every day reading and studying that Word, even if it's a few times a week, it's better than none. Y'all, we, we've been having Bible study on Wednesday night, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know about anybody else that's coming, but that has helped me immensely. I've learned things in there that I don't think I would have ever learned if it weren't for me having to study and prepare it for somebody else. Out of necessity, right? I'm going to tell you, it ain't always because I want to. It's out of necessity because I have to. Because I know people are going to hold me accountable if I show up and say, eh, I didn't really have a chance this week to... Yeah, what did y'all do this week? Y'all have anything, you know, just show up and want to chit-chat? No, people didn't come to church to chit-chat. Right? They didn't, they didn't get, out, get out of their comfortable homes on Wednesday night after working all day to come in here and listen to me just tell random stories. No. They want to learn something when they come on Wednesday night. So it's it's my duty, my responsibility to dig in and find something. And I have learned more doing that than, than I think anything else I've ever done. I want to encourage you to come. That's not why I'm preaching this message today though. As you see, the Word of God 
just like it tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, is our sword. Do y'all understand the kind of warfare we're under? It tells us there in Ephesians chapter 6 that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places, powers and principalities. See, there's, there's all the spiritual warfare going on all the time. Sometimes you may, you may encounter things in your normal life that seem to be these obstacles, but what, what I want you to understand is that a lot of times those, those carnal things come about by spiritual warfare. The enemy is using people, situations, things he puts in your path to hold you back, to tear you down. You have one way to counteract that. One. You know what amazes me? Is that the world hates it when there's only one way. But I thank God for the simplicity of it. I don't have to figure out, well, which one works for this one. I've got one Savior. He is the way. I don't have to worry about figuring out which one I want to use today. I've got one weapon. It's the Word of God and it is sufficient for all my needs. He can de- it defeats my enemy at every turn. And like I told you before, I don't have to know a specific Scripture that matches this specific instance. Just speaking the Word of God is enough to get some relief from the attack. Just having Him at work in my life is enough. You understand that? It's enough. Sometimes I just need a breather. Sometimes I just need a few moments to collect myself, right? Just a a little relief in the battle. And the Spirit of God can come in minister to my heart, refresh me, revive me, strengthen me, and I'm ready to go fight again. But if I don't have that Word of God to resist the enemy with, he stays there, he just keeps pounding on me. He just keeps fighting, keeps beating me down, and I can't hardly get my head above water to take a breath. Y'all ever been fighting a battle... And you pray and you pray and you pray and you just can't figure out why it is nothing's happening. And then, you know, I've seen this happen in my own life. A week later, why haven't I been using the Word of God? Why didn't I think to be studying His Word? Isn't that foolish, man? Y'all ever find yourself in there or is it just me? Anybody? Oh yeah, okay. We got a couple now willing to raise their hand. Yeah. Just beating your head against the wall. And then all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I should have been using the Word of God. We go to God, we pray, God help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And He's saying all the time, look, I want to help you. (laughs) But you're not using the weapon I gave you. I've sent the provision. I've given you what was necessary. And all you want to do is sit there and cry out to me. There was a time when Moses was leading the Egyptians. 
he got to the Red Sea. And what did he do? Y'all remember? He got to the Red Sea. What happened? He started praying. He got down on his knees and started praying. And if you look at that story, you'll see what God told him. He said, get up and go. I've already told you the direction. This is in Kevin's words. You're not going to find it like this in there. He said, I've already told you the way to go. Now go. There was another time. I believe it was David was was getting ready to um, uh, have to tend to some business as far as people that had done wrong in his in his army. And he got down on his knees and started praying. And God said, get up, boy. You know what to do. I've already told you what to do. And you see, I find myself in that same situation many times. I go to God praying, Lord, Lord, help me, God. I don't know what to do, Lord. And then I'm reminded, wait a minute. He's already told me what to do. He's already told me in His Word if I just would have turned to it. If maybe I'd have studied it a little more and had a little more of it in me where it would have just came to my, my memory, I would have immediately turned to Him. But sometimes I find myself going and hitting the commentaries and, the, and searching on the internet finding what is it the Bible says about this because I haven't studied it enough. Right? But if you were to ask me about something I already have studied, I don't have to go do that. I'm reminded immediately of what the Word says. So I want to encourage you today to take up this sword. Become a trained, formidable user of this weapon. You see, just having a sword... And having it sharpened is not enough. You gotta know how to use it. You gotta become comfortable with it. Anybody that's ever practiced with any sort of weapon, whether it be a firearm, a knife, anything like that, you learn that there's little idiosyncrasies about how these things work. You know, you can hold it a certain way and it feels right. You turn it a different way, it doesn't feel right. You know that that there's a certain technique to each each weapon. You may buy two of them identical, but I guarantee you they're not identical. There's little differences in each one of them. And until you spend time using it, training with it and, and learning how this one works, there's always that doubt in your mind that when the time comes, I may need to use it. Am I going to know how to use it right? Y'all, we're in battle already. Okay? The battle's there whether you want to face it or not. There is no time like the present to pick up your weapon and start learning how to use it. Because see, there's going to come a day, it may not be right now, but there will come a day when that enemy is going to attack you. And most of you here today can say he's already attacked time after time. But you know what? There is nothing that says you can't be more prepared the next time he attacks. You can quote that one scripture. 
that one that you were able to bury back in your head. And you know what? He'll leave. I can promise you He will. He may leave for one minute and come back the next. But I guarantee you the Word of God is true. And when it says if you resist Him, He'll flee, you can bank on it.